Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one-upping itself. Most reliable based on Root's metric U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 75 of the Hawks Talk Podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I am one of the hosts, Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. And we're recording this after the Hawks' Monday night win over the uh, Washington Wizards in which the Atlanta Hawks won, 118-111 to to get back into the win column. But before we dive into that and other Hawks-related things, Logan, as always, how are you, man? You know, uh, the Hawks needed this win for a variety of reasons. One, we'll get we'll get into it. We we uh, we haven't podcasted in about a week. We've missed four games for the Hawks. Um, typically, we're going to be better, but it is just sort of a mishmash of things. You know, it we we will podcast when we can, but this is not you know. Well, this is not my job. This is Jackson's whole. This is Jackson's life. This is my full time. <laughs> but, but I have I, 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 I have a job. There was actually a show. part. Yeah, and Jackson. There was uh, actually a part tonight. Where you were like, I'm not going to watch this game. They start losing every time I watch. I said, Logan, this is your part-time job. You have to watch. But, no, but seriously, like, I swear, I, I turn off the TV to, or go away. The Hawks go on a, like, 8 nothing run. I watch, and then Kyle Kuzma hits two threes. I'm like, all right, this is, just, this is messed up. But, yeah, sometimes Jackson isn't home. Sometimes I got to work. So, we can't always podcast after every game. But we'll try not to, you know, miss four games. But, anyway, uh, yeah, the Hawks just beat the... The Wizards, which is needed because the other team in Atlanta did not deliver. Um, so neither of them did actually. Oh no yeah, for, about the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about the Falcons. At this point, I mean, look, I, I'm not, I'm not doing another Falcons thing, but in the context of the current Atlanta landscape, they're just they're not important right now. So, so like the Falcons, you, like the Falcons are playing at 1 p.m. pretty much every week now, and you know if you're an NFL fan, you know the 1 p.m. time slot is like the bad games that are just like on regionally on the regional networks. You're just like, all right, cool, I can watch my team at one, and then you have like the the two the four prime time games at four, and then you have Sunday night football, of course. Like the Falcons, like they're not even they're not totally like they're not worse in the league bad. Like the thing is, like the Falcons aren't rebuilding, but they're all they're terrible to watch. Like they're not fun to watch at all. So what I've done actually is the Falcons have officially become my nap time of, of Sunday. So I'll like wake up around ten, and then I'll watch like uh, maybe the first half of the Falcons, and then it's nap time. Like I, we got the first half on Halloween against uh, the Panthers. It was nap time. You actually said you actually would like. Oh, I've seen enough. I'm gonna go take a nap. I'm bored. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is like the most boring football game I've ever seen. And then later that night, you know, I was I, not gonna lie. I had the uh, I had the sparkling water bottles ready to be popped open, and uh, the Haw- the Braves lost. So bad Sunday <laughs> for Atlanta sports, and also Calvin Ridley's like not gonna be playing for a while. So all oh, just a terrible that, terrible Sunday for Atlanta that, sports. That Braves game, I. <laughs> I didn't want it to be true, but that Grand Slam really could be the Robert Alford pick six moment for the Braves. You it, saw I'm, the picture I kept posting yeah, of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to believe it. I still, I still think the Braves pull out the series. I'm, you know, I'm a little bit on the optimistic side compared to some people. Um, I, I refuse to believe they'll blow another three-one lead. Frankly, I think they'll pull it off tomorrow. But man, it, it just hurts. You really wanted to win that at home. That would have been. I mean, come on, that would have been too good. It would have been too perfect. And the Grand Slam was that could have been an all time Atlanta moment. Uh I guess I guess Th- that's kind of, like I guess it kind of that is, puts Adam Duvall shrined into Atlanta sports history. Right. That, there. And like the, Adam Duvall it, not if, going it, to be. If the Braves won that game, which he still might be, the he Adam Duvall would have been World Series MVP, which is gross to think about. It is actually gross, but he would have won it. So anyway, um I'm sure you guys want to not think about the Braves or bitches because I know you know, Can Braves I say fan- one last thing about the Braves before we talk about the Hawks? The Braves fan base is big. I know a lot of these Hawks fans are at least somewhat rooting for the Braves because, come on, like an Atlanta team is one. Well, everybody should be rooting for the Braves because they're playing the cheating Astros. Yeah, like, look, the Braves are not a perfect morally ground franchise. You know, Azuna, uh, Hector Oliveira, you know, there's Bobby Cox and Chipper Jones were not the best people off the field. You know, the Braves are not a model franchise in terms of being squeaky clean. But if there is one franchise that is worse, it is <laughs> it is Houston Astros. So I mean, 
yeah, I think about 90% of the country is a Braves fan in some way right now. But go ahead, say your last little, little piece. Last thing about the Braves, and then we can like talk about the Hulk because that's what I actually want to do. Um, I don't. Me and Logan, we're by no means like we're baseball fans, not baseball experts. There's a reason why we do a Hawks podcast, not a Braves uh, podcast. One thing, so you remember when we went into that game seven against the Sixers and Solomon Hill was like, "We got to burn the boats." I kind of feel like like Brian. Well, I don't know. Like the Braves probably have. I don't think Brian Stokes can give them like motivational speeches by any means. Whoever like the the brave version of Solomon Hill is, they need to be like, yeah, guys, like game six are game seven. Like we can't go to game seven. Like do not. They need to treat game six like it's their game seven, and they'll win. So they need to burn the boats. That's just that's my only input on the. Can I, the, can the I be honest? That's what with they you? should do. I'm not. Yeah, really, I'm, I'm not. Hear I'm it. not really sure what burn the boats means. This whole time, I haven't really known what it's supposed to. So it's basically a phrase for like a point of no return. And Hernan Cortez, he used it in a landing, and he actually did like he burned all of his army's boats. So it was either you go out there and fight and die because we're not retreating. So it motivated his soldiers to I win. I see. Okay, that makes sense. You, I, did, I mean, I, there was I only did. one way to go back, and it was water, and they don't have boats because they're burnt. I didn't see that. I didn't uh, know that little piece of history. So look at that, Jackson, more educated on something than me. Okay, so hey, was, as, uh, as the Knicks fans have adopted, bing bong. <laughs> bing bong. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, just wanted to say, uh, I thought about tweeting this, but I didn't feel like engaging with random Knicks fans all night. I had a I had a funny like message. It was like, RJ Barrett slams at home. Emmanuel quickly crosses up his guy, hits a three. Julius Randle pulls up. It's good. Bing bong. Knicks trailed the Raptors by 10 points with four minutes left. Yeah, well, RJ went off tonight. It's a shame they uh they got thrashed. He's got back to back good games. He it's it's really a shame that RJ's like finally you know coming out of his coma, and then Cam Reddish is just like, yeah, I'm the second, I'm the best player on the Hawks. So I, I will say like uh, RJ has he's had some good games. He had some not good games earlier in the season, um, and we'll talk about this more. But Cam Reddish, the way he's been hooping, you know, I I don't think Knicks fans can bully anybody about you know RJ's better like. Cam Reddish is kind of going crazy. I, I've I've been reserved on it for a little bit. I guess we can start on this because, I mean, I know it's probably at the forefront of Jackson's heart. But Cam this Reddish. This is what the fans want, Logan. It is. It, I mean, look, I'm. it's not that I'm hesitant to, uh, like, fully jump on the Cam Reddish bandwagon. Obviously, I've, I've you know, I was super excited when we drafted him. I've watched his process. Um, I, just, I just wanted to slow down and everyone stop, like, placing crazy expectations on him. I think he's good off the bench. I don't think he has to start. Um, I also don't think he's the best defensive player on the team. I think Hunter is still a better defensive player. I think uh, I actually have a. I'll, I'll get it back into this in a minute. I have a. I have a little. Uh, what's a, a comparison? I guess I'll just say that I think you'll like Jackson. But anyway, I watching Cam Reddish's offense again these past couple games. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm starting to. I'm, I'm think I'm starting to be more and more on the bandwagon. I. I there's a chance it's just a hot streak, but he's he's just looking better. He's one of the few Hawks guys that really attacks the rim besides Trey. Um, one of the Hawks' wings, I should say, that really attacks the rim besides Trey. So, look, another good game for Cam tonight. He's, he's really put together a good first 8 to 10% of the season so far. So. Well, there was that bad game, and we didn't podcast for it. It was against the Pelicans last week. I guess we should do like a brief recap of you know the past few Hawk games. Would you agree, Logan? I feel like we can be very brief about it just because I, I don't I feel just like want... most of the games were like stuff people would want to talk about. Yeah, the uh, the camera stuff just came along, so I had to go off it. But yeah, the the four games we missed, two wins and two losses. Um, the first game was a Pelicans game. We played the Pelicans with no Zion. We won by... Three points, three points. A game was, that should have a game where the Hawks honestly just kind of played with their food too much. Yeah, it, it was a little. Clo- I mean, obviously you're happy with the win. It's a regular season. You don't, you know, whatever. Um, a little closer than we would have liked, but still ending it with a defensive stand on last possession. Hunter played great defense pretty much all game on Ingram, forced an air ball. So it was. It was Devontae Graham was in his bag for some reason, but you know, Trey Young and. I guess Hunter's defense were able to prevail in the end. So that, that was the first game that we missed. Um, and then we had, unfortunately, we had a back-to-back in Washington. And uh, that one was not so good. <laughs> that was decidedly We got worse. dominated by uh, – Tre- th- we got dominated by Trez that game. I thought I saw a stat that, like, 
the members of the Russell Westbrook trade, aka KCP, Kuzma, and Harrell, they combined for like 75 points together. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, that's not good at all. And we ended up losing that game by 11. A game which the Wizards should have won by a lot more, but... Yeah, the Hawks, that, for, uh, a, for a brief stint, you really thought they were going to kind of snatch victory from the jaws of defeat, and they just weren't able to do it. The Wizards were just better the whole night, so it makes sense that they won. Montrez... Montrez is not a bad player. I don't know why he got this rep as like some media. Like Trez can get buckets if you do not have somebody strong and physical down there to bang with him. He is he's not a scrub just because he's not a great modern like postseason big. He can still give you twenty five and twelve pretty easily. Um, so you know, yeah, Capo is playing like crap, so he got bodied. Like it's just that simple. JC was not playing very strong on. Montrez, so yeah, Montrez eight, and I think that was the the main takeaway from that game was just the Wizards were just way more physical, and the refs just continued to just completely swallow their whistles. Oh god, but, yeah, the, the refs have been awful. Yeah, I think the interesting thing about that game is like we're on a back to back, the Wizards are on the back to back, and then like you just see like Montrez Harrell, who's like he's got so much energy, man. Like his energy is absurd, and like he's going up against like three or four guys just using all the, all the might, all of his energy, and like it showed on the stat sheet, he ended up with like what like thirty and like 25 and 15 I think, or something. I, think, I, I don't think even it remember. It was 15. I mean, it was absurd. He was, I mean, he was just out muscling Capella out muscling John and dang and all of them. But I mean, props to him, but you know, I will say on the rematch tonight, uh, I think Capella and John and dang got the better of him tonight. But on that first game off that back to back, you, you really got to give him props cause he was also coming off a of back to back. He just punished us with his energy. Yeah. And then, uh, Saturday. Woo. I, I admittedly many people watch that game. I did not either. Um, for good reason. The Braves had a huge win. I did not want to spend my Saturday night watching. I had a feeling the Hawks would, because the Hawks just, they were bad last week. They really were. They just did not play well. Um, the Sixers game was really bad. That's honestly that Sixers game, how it looked. That's how I expected the playoff series to go a little bit last year. Obviously it didn't. Obviously we kind of whipped their ass, um, (laughs) one in seven. So I'm glad I was wrong, but but, you know, that's sort of what I was expecting them to just be better than us and, and the offense to kind of fall apart. But, woo, it, it was it was bad seeing it, man. It, people were so upset by it that people were, you know, calling Nate into question, which has not been done, like, ever uh, in his tenure. Um, people were calling the offense into question. People were pulling stats about how the Hawks were shooting way too many mid-rangers. It was, it was, a, it was a bad loss. It was, it was one of those early season losses that, you kind of deservingly doom a little bit. Yeah, no. I, Saturday was real bad. Like, I, I watched, like, 10 minutes of the game. I was like, all right, yeah, Braves time. All right, good run. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't Literally. know. Yeah. Watching the Sixers is already painful enough, and then, like, the foul calls have just made it, like, so much more frustrating, especially with the Hawks. I feel like refing has just been, like, you know, a big homer takes Shocker. It's, Hawks. it's an Atlanta Hawks podcast. Shocker on that one. But it kind of feels like the refs kind of have us out for us. Like, like in the before, they're like, yeah, we gave Travis three throws, and now it's just like, we're not calling anything. Like, Trey's getting mauled. Capella's getting mauled. Like, Hunter and Reddish are getting mauled. John's getting mauled. We're not calling anything for those guys. Like, you guys had your three throws. It kind of seems like the refs kind of have us out for us. And even tonight, uh, I did want to mention, it's actually kind of funny. The You remember that kickball violation, the fourth? <laughs> yeah. The same it. ref who called that. It was a very, like, weird call, very obscure. Like, something that you really don't ever see called and probably shouldn't something that should be called. Same ref who called that's the same ref that uh, uh, injured Trey in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't – yeah, he injured Trey in the playoffs. I'm going to say that. So, I mean, he, hey, he, was, uh, he was an obstacle. How does he, he like, like the refs? Yeah, I mean – like the refs have us out for us, man? I don't want to have the ref discourse because, good Lord, it's it's one of the worst things in sports, like – there's very few situations where I think the refs are actually like out to get you. One of them is baseball. I mean, the umpires, that is one thing. You just have robot umpires. The Braves have actually been shafted every single game by a couple. Whatever. Anyway, with the with the I got my like Atlanta teams all like mixed up. With the Hawks, with the Thrashers, um, <laughs> with the Atlanta Flames. Um <laughs> no, nah, nah, man, but uh, look, we're homers. We get it. Most people that are going to be listening to this are at least a little bit homers. But the the Hawks were a team that really got to the line a lot last year, um, and the refs have swallowed their whistles in a way that Trey. Look, it. I I've hardly noticed Trey doing the the Trey, you know, free throw thing last year. He doesn't do the stop and like 
thrust backwards into the defender. He knows that's not going to get that's not going to work, right? But he's still he's still one of the most proficient guys at getting to the rim. And he he I mean just tonight was the first time where it really felt like he was actually getting to the line any amount of time. I think he had nine free throws. It was it's ridiculous. Like the refs, I think by month two or three of the season, the refs are going to like go a little bit back to normal. Um, but right now, like I swear, they're just trying to make an example out of a few guys. One of them happens to be Trey. We're definitely getting like the short end of the stick, like, and it's just not Trey is the thing. Like, it's like all of our players. So maybe we there's a conspiracy. Twenty ninth in free throw attempts until uh, until yeah. tonight's game. And, like, the Wizards are first, so it's definitely not, like, a big market bias thing. Like, maybe the NBA was like, look, guys, we had our we had our dream conference finals. It was the Nets versus the Sixers, or the Nets versus the Knicks, and the Hawks just ruined all of it. They ruined it. They <laughs> soiled it. They beat the Knicks in five. They beat the, the Sixers in seven. They blew up the Sixers. The, blo- the Sixers are horrible. They're, they're going to they're, they're be good for two more years than back to the process years. So maybe the NBA is like, we're not letting them get back into the – playoffs this year all right so but anyway the Hawks have prevailed we're over 500 which we're actually like we honestly have not played like that good of a team we've honestly played pretty bad this year like refs aside and like praising player performances like the Hawks have been like a very below average team is that fair to say but luckily we are four and three I think middling I like I think it's just weird the east is a weird spot right now I think objectively in the east we haven't been one of the best teams just because the Knicks, the Bulls, the the Bucks, the Raptors. For some reason, they're all off to good starts. The Hawks have been very up and down. Like the the Mavs game was pretty good. The Cavs game was awful. the <laughs> The Pistons game was pretty solid. Nothing crazy. And the, like up down up medium medium down up. It's it's just kind of they haven't found their footing yet. Um, primarily on offense and the free throws is a part of that. Um, not hitting shots is a part of it. Not getting certain guys involved enough. Like Bogey is part of it. Um, some guys just being bad at basketball now, like <laughs> Kevin Herter <laughs> is part of it. Um, it's, it, you know, I'm not too worried, but it, it does kind of suck because we're going into an extremely brutal two weeks, two week stretch of the season. And it would have been really nice to just win both of the wizards games or beat the Cavs or, you know, just pull out one more win because, um, you know, five and two just looks a lot better than four and three. It does, and in the schedule, like we're gonna talk about it later, I'd assume it gets a lot harder from here. Like <laughs> we're about to really go up against a murderer's row, which I guess it's good to go ahead and get it out of the way, so you know, True. cool, cool the overreactions and stuff early instead of them happening. I mean, I'd I'd much rather play a murderer's row like early in the season than late in the season when like you know you're gonna need wins and stuff. So I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd much rather play like the Nets, which we play on Wednesday. I'd rather play them now when they don't have Kyrie and James Harden is MIA. You know, then play them when they're 60 games in and they're firing on all cylinders in the one seed. You know what I mean? I'd rather, I don't know, I'd rather play the Jazz now when Donovan Mitchell has been pretty crappy most of the season than, who knows, you know, three months down the line when they're the best team in the West. So, um, it's it's a hard schedule, but it's not, you know, I the Hawks can, what is it, maybe eight games in total? I'm not really looking at the schedule right now. They can win three or four. Um, I'm not going to freak out if they lose you know, all but two of them. But, you know, if you're a team that wants to be in the playoffs, not in the plans, you, you got to go near 500 on this on this road trip. Or it's not all road trip, on this just schedule stretch. So, I don't know. It's going to be the big big topic for the next couple of weeks is how they, they handle the schedule. Yeah, um, going to be interesting because like, I feel like people are like really underrating the Hawks going into this. Like, like you said, we're a middling team, but like we were also in the conference finals. So, like... If you like a lot of teams that were about to play, they straight up weren't in the conference finals, and like some of them like were out in the first round. So, I, you know, I, I want to see us be competitive, man. Like, like you're saying, I don't mind if we lose all but two. I mean, this is a very hard schedule, and it's only going to be harder considering that you're playing like all of them within like days of each other. You know, I even think there's a back to back in there. So, I mean, you look at the schedule; it's very hard. It's going to be. I want us to be competitive, though, and I think we can be competitive. I, uh, I hope the Hawks tonight. I guess we can go ahead and start talking about tonight's game against the Wizards. I, I think tonight we kind of turn the corner. Um, you know, up until this point, we've kind of seen like a lot of like mid-range focus offense. Like, hey, get your mismatch, go get a bucket in the mid-range. That's not working. Like, our team is built to shoot threes, and we're just not taking many threes. Like, it's it's especially built in, like be, the game before this. It's built to be, hey, we have two great rim run, bleh, rim runners. We have one of the best pick and roll guards. Let's run that, and then we have one of the, uh, some great three point shooters in the corners. We have guys like Hunter that can hit him. Bogey, who's one of the best shooters. Like, just figure it out from there. 
We've had a very playoff-like offense for some reason um, early in the regular season. A lot of ISOs, not a lot of ball movement. Um, and for sure, today against the Wizards, the ball movement was just a lot better. They were hitting shots, which has not been the case throughout the season. Like A lot of guys have been missing open shots. Um, the defense still left a little bit to be desired, but sometimes you just got to remember like it's regular season basketball. Sometimes like there was a couple of times where Dinwiddie got matched on the gallow and he got the easiest layup of his life. And I'm like, all right, man, can we, can we please just stop with this? <laughs> like I'm tired of seeing Dinwiddie just get two easy points, but um, the offense was definitely looking a lot better today. Um, and it coincidentally, uh, the Hawks shot the most free throws by far this season. I think they shot 25 or 26. So, um, yeah, the offense definitely. At one point was in the game, we had 15 more than the Wizards, so that was pretty interesting. Yeah, which uh, to be fair, the Wizards play very. I mean, look, Montrez, he's he's an energy guy. He he plays aggressive. He fouls a lot. Like that's kind of one thing. He uh, he probably got like eight fouls today, and just you know, several of them weren't called. Obviously, he didn't. <laughs> I think he only ended up with three or four actual fouls, but I swear he had eight or nine act, like fouls that could have been called. He's he you know they're physical guys. They, they have a lot of size. Um, when, when healthy. Um, Gafford, he, he can kind of, you know, he's a young guy that's trying to really learn defense. He can foul a lot. You have, you know, bigger guards like Beal. Um, Kuzma is, a, I guess, sort of a 3-4. He, you know. So, it was interesting to actually see the refs uh, let us get on the line a little bit. And, you know, lo and behold, that the offense was working perfectly fine today. For the most part. Anyway. Yeah, I'm. I mean, we were getting to the line, of course, but also we kind of got back to like how, like me and you were just talking about, like our three-point shooting ways. Like they were, they were very, very much back tonight. Like I think we ended up taking, I'm about to have the exact number. We ended up taking 34 three-pointers, and like Washington took 39, so they took five more than us. But like we shot 38% of those, and like that's to be expected. And like I do want to say something I'd like to talk about really quickly, Logan, is what's going on with Trey's three-pointer, man? Like, uh, when do we start to get worried about this? Like, tonight? I mean, he always gonna, does this. He always has cold and then he gets six. really hot. He's just, he's just but not it's, a... like, so bad this year. And, like, the only one he hit was, like, a really deep one. And then, like, the normal ones he's taken that are just, like, at the three-point line, which he's always been kind of, like, weird about. Like, he's never really... He's never really hit, like, the actually, like, good three-pointers you expect him to hit. Like, he, he's missed all of those. And, like, I'm trying to get worried. He's at, like, 25% from three. For somebody who was called the next Steph Curry, he's looking like the next Isaiah Thomas of, like, the bad boy Pistons. I mean, he's not I mean, he's not Steph Curry. He's he's not a great shooter in terms of percentage. It'd be, it'd be really nice if he could sh- just shoot, like, 40%, but, I mean, he's streaky. You've, I would you've, honestly, if you, watched, if you, you watch too much Trey Young to be freaking out about this, frankly. No, I'm not freaking out about it. You, I am freaking about somebody else and their three-point percentage, but we'll get into that here in a second. I, I if if someone was like, hey, I'll like sh- like the basketball gods come up to me. They're like, hey, take you you, you take this thirty five percent from three from Trey for the rest of his career. I probably take that league average. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I take that. But I don't know, man. It's crazy because like he's just so cold from there. But anyways, it didn't really affect us tonight. His flutter was going, and he looked better passing. And there's also some some good defensive trade reps tonight. So, I mean, it all it wasn't all bad. I mean, we, we won the game. There's not much I can complain about. Like, his we lost. Flo- this is a very different discussion. His floater's still – yeah, obviously. Um, his floater's still going. He's uh, – I mean, he's still scoring at a pretty good clip, considering he, <laughs> he just has been getting absolutely hacked for most of the time, and he's not getting to the line for it. Um yeah, he he's been he's been pretty good. Obviously, he hasn't been perfect. Um, that first Wizards game, he was not great. The the game against the Sixers, I don't think anyone played particularly well. Cam was the only person that like showed any sort of life, at least early on. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in a month, in a couple weeks, at some point, Trey's gonna have like four games in a row where he shoots like in total like seventeen for. 28 from three and we're gonna be like holy crap look at him he's shooting the and then you know he's unfortunately streaky he's not he's not a super efficient shooter but he's trey young so you know you live with it because he does so much else for you and like you said he's actually he he plays defense now man it's kind of it's kind of weird it's kind of weird you can tell that winning in the playoffs kind of did something to him where he's like damn this winning stuff is actually pretty fun so i'm I'm gonna give a little bit more of an effort on defense because it helps so it's the only like bad defensive possessions he had tonight were like when six foot nine Kuzma's on him, and like and honestly, Kuzma gets disrespected, can... but he can score. Like Kuzma, people forget Kuzma. Like in his rookie season, before he had sort of before he was forced to take like 
the LeBron role player role. I'm not saying he was going to be a star, but he was very clearly going to be a guy that could put up 15 and like eight rebounds a game. Like he's a pretty good player. He's not phenomenal. He got overhyped, sure, but he's a pretty good player, and he's shown that in the Wizards so far. He showed it tonight. I think he shot like four of seven from three or something like that. He was shooting the ball well. He can get to the rim. He's. I think he's the Wizards' leading rebounder, which is weird. He's a good player. Like he he's not a complete bum. So, yeah, that that's watching the Wizards these two games. I, I kind of like. I think I was a little bit wrong about them. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. I, I don't know where I'd put them in the seeding. I think the East is going to take like two months to figure itself out to really to really find out who's actually going to be like play-in pretenders and who's going to be actual playoff contenders and stuff like that. But the Wizards and Kuzma, they, they're not bad, man. They're they're pretty solid and they're obviously off to a really good start this season. I mean, up and I mean, they played us tonight. They're five and one going into this, five and two going out of it. So, like, we thought yeah. we should be five and two, but they are five and two. So, so good on the Wizards, man. They're definitely not like a, they're not an easy task anymore. Like when you see the Wizards on the schedule, this isn't like, oh yeah, this is an easy win. So, yeah, it's not good, like good it's not it's, it's not like when you see the Pistons or the <laughs> the Magic. <laughs> that, that's a little bit different. Those teams are actually pretty bad. But shout yeah. out to the Magic who won by twenty against the uh, the Timberwolves today. Talking about it, <laughs> yeah, the NBA. You know, it's still. Any team can still win any day um, in the NBA, but it's uh, it's interesting. The East is going to take a few months to really figure itself out because there's a lot of teams that are kind of shockingly good so so far. So, we'll like the Raptors just... beat the Knicks tonight, and then yeah, the, uh, the, the, Raptors... the Celtics. The Celtics were up on the Bulls by 15 going into the fourth quarter. Ended up losing by double digits. I think the Bulls outscored them 36 to nine in the fourth. So I, I'm still not the Bulls. I think they're going to be good in the regular season. Um, they don't have many great wins. I think they beat the Jazz, and uh, no, the Knicks beat them, right? Um, no, the Bulls beat the Knicks. No, the Bulls beat yeah, them. No, yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks beat the Bulls. Sorry. So the Bulls don't have like a bunch of great wins in the regular season, but who does? Like we're seven games in. They, they've they've looked good. DeRozan's looked like the best player on the team for some of the which you know. Shout out to DeRozan. That's that's always been Jackson's guy. It's you know I think he's a pretty good player, but. I'm not too. I'm not too worried about them. I don't think they'll be that good when when it gets down to it. But they're a good regular season team right now, so got to give them some props. But the East is weird. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to. I wouldn't be surprised after this sort of two week stretch in the schedule. We're like down in the dumps in the <laughs> in the standings. Like maybe we're a ten seed and we're like, oh my god, this is like a horror. This is a horror show. But you know, it's a long, long regular season. It's it's eighty two games. It's what five or six months. So you know. It's going to be good to get this out of the way so that way by December, by like Christmas, you know, <laughs> we can just sort of play our game, just play out the season and not worry about standings after, you know, when the schedule fluctuates so strongly because the like the Bulls are on fire seemingly, but they've also played like four games against the Pistons and Magic. You know what I mean? So They, have, they, they ain't played nobody yet. You all right? <laughs> they ain't playing nobody. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, it's going to be a, couple months before i start worrying about the standings but you know well you know fingers crossed the hawks can not drown during this this long stretch of tough games i guess continuing on about tonight's game we talked about it a bit earlier cam reddish it's it's looking like it might be for real man i know we kind of uh i was kind of trying to hold back from just going all in on it but i mean look we're at we're what seven games into our season and i would say cam's been bad in like what the pelicans game is that fair to say like the other six he's been like average to being like our best player on the floor tonight and he continued that tonight like obviously you know there's still the can't typical cam reddish stuff that needs to be worked out i think that's just going to come with him until he like matures out of that or just keeps uh getting experience as like a basketball player like the turnovers and stuff like that but man like the catch and shoot stuff we always had worries about that and like he was three of six tonight from three, and like one of them was a step back, and then like the other two were just like straight up like catch and shoots. Like when Cam gets a catch and shoot from the corner, like it's pretty much automatic this year. Like, and that's like He's, super good. Like that's the progressions we want to see out of Cam. That's that would be a huge step to him being able to hit catch and shoot shots. Um, I I said this earlier, man. He's one of the few wings that'll actually try and get to the rim. It doesn't always go well. <laughs> Sometimes he does Cam Reddish stuff, but. He puts pressure on the rim. He's, I, I'm sure, at this point, he's still our second leading scorer, like on average. So, yeah, man, he's he's been good. I his defense. He's uh. So this is the comparison I wanted to bring up earlier, and I think you'll like this. I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure if the audience will necessarily get it, but I know you'll like this one, Jackson. All right, so Kevin Durant. I'm, 
No, <laughs> no, it's it's going to be a football to basketball comparison. It's it's okay. going to be out there. All right. So you know, our two wings, we got Hunter and we got Reddish. What's the thing that they probably most have in common with their the game style? At least the thing that pops off is defense, right? There, there are defensive wings, there are defensive stoppers, there are point of attack defenders that we put on their team's best guy, right? They're uh, they're young, second year, or I guess this year, third year players, etc. Hunter is he's reliable. He doesn't take gambles. He doesn't really cause that many turnovers. He doesn't get steals or blocks at a super high rate, but he locks his guy down, right? Reddish, he gambles. He kind of you know sometimes he gets lost in his own sauce. Sometimes he just Sometimes he frankly doesn't. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Play that great defense. Um, I think it gets a little overhyped to think sometimes he can struggle. Um, but there are times when he flashes and he just creates huge turnovers and can really just sort of change the course of the game with his length and how he can just get the ball back on offense. DeAndre Hunter is AJ Terrell and Cam Reddish is Trevon Diggs. That's but but here's the thing: I only root for I only root against Trevon Diggs because he's not AJ Terrell. But I'll, I'm I'm down to root for Cam always. No, I actually like the comparison. That's very good. We should we should like low key Hulk swap merch like a picture of DeAndre Hunter okay. and AJ Terrell. Have their people contact ours. I don't know. I mean I mean look look. So I, I knew Jackson like Jackson's been a frankly he's been a loyal AJ Terrell fan since day one. Um, you know, he's been with them Only through good the player of the Falcons. <laughs> he's been with them through the scrutiny of the draft to now when he's a legit shutdown corner. So that's just sort of something. Frankly, I thought of that like a week ago and I was going to use it. And then the, the Hawks kept losing games and looked bad. And I was like, I don't know if I want to bring it up. I, I don't want to like say anything nice about these guys. But they I don't want to anoint so. them as lockdown the wings. Yeah. I, yeah. But, but they won today. That's a pretty good comparison. I know. Like, obviously it's not perfect, but it's pretty close. Like, like. For comparing sports, for, for comparing like players who play different sports, that's probably as good as you're gonna get. Like, yeah, yeah, like unless Hunter, you're calling like Trey like Tom Brady or something. Like, who who do money. you want to shut down Luka Doncic, Hunter? Like, who do you want to defend the other team's best receiver, a- AJ? But who do you, like who can change games with how like creating turnovers and just like making off offensive like players look silly? Like, I mean, that can be Cam Reddish, that can be Diggs. So. Anyway, you know, just uh, just had to throw that in. I, I, you know, been chefing that up in the lab, so to speak. So I had to, had to, had to bring it out, man. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good one. I, I like that. You know, Hunter was like he started off today. Speaking of Hunter, this is actually a great time to segue on to him. He actually started out today's game pretty bad. Like there was like Bill was getting like random backdoor cuts on him, getting to like the bucket super easy for easy layups, and like he wasn't scoring very well. He missed some threes. And then we get to the fourth quarter, and like Hunter kind of starts to emerge. Well, the second, well, in the second half and beyond. I mean, Hunter's defense was great. I mean, those those easy like cuts by Bill to the basketball completely Look, shut Bill, off. Bill Bill did didn't do a damn thing in the second half. Like I think he shot one of Welcome six to or jail. something. Yep, pretty much. But yeah, Hunter was, and then in the fourth, Hunter's offense got going. He actually had like two back to back buckets that kept extending our lead, and frankly, kept like kept us in front, kept us like winning the game. This game really shouldn't have been this close. Like, in, I think in like the last minute and thirty seconds, Hawks gave up like six or eight points, just like being lazy and not getting back on defense because it's something stupid. They were offense, point shaving, man. They were point shaving. They yeah, they were <laughs> they were trying to make sure the uh, the the Wizards hit the hit the covered. Yeah, must have been. It was something like that. Uh, yeah, the game, the Hawks, it was really that third quarter um, and parts of the fourth quarter where they were able to pull ahead. And Hunter, Hunter has kind of struggled this season offense. He's he's been kind of weird. He's clearly not really in sync. He he's missed some open re- reads. He's he hasn't been great, right? So it happens. You know, you're not gonna come back after missing a lot of time and be perfect. That that's just the way it goes. But um, you know, it's nice to see flashes from him. He had that he had that stretch in the fourth quarter where he got some big buckets. He had a couple jump shots. You know that mid range game is always gonna be pretty good for him. So it it was it was definitely good to at least see that in the fourth quarter because he started off the game pretty pretty crappy. And he has not 
been phenomenal on offense this season. Yeah, I mean, the Hawks obviously picked up a big win tonight, and Hunter was a big part of it. Like, in the second half, like we were talking about, Bill didn't score. Hunter straight up was, like, pretty clutch. As always, Hunter's clutchness is, like, super underrated. I feel like he's he's up there with, like, Trey for, like, in terms of just, like, hey, give the ball to him in the clutch, and he'll, he'll get something. Like, he'll get you a bucket, even though I mean, uh, it's been from the mid-range lately. I mean, you know nobody in this entire state of Virginia is going to forget what he did in the in the natty. Like, like he, he is – he was that guy in college, and it's going to translate at some point to the the pros. He's not always going to be super consistent, but it's going to translate eventually. So, yeah, great, great night by Hunter. Um, I guess we should talk about Capella next. It's kind of been a bad year for Capella up until this point, and I, I feel like I'm talking to like one of the the biggest Capella critics out there. You're the real CC. You're the real Capella critic, huh? Yeah, man. I uh, <laughs> I think the amount of times I've sarcastically said like nice extension. Um, in like somewhere, uh, in, you know, Discord, Twitter, wherever. Um, when Kimpella plays bad, uh, I, I've said it a bunch this season, but he he was not he he was better today. He kind of Montrez did not walk right over him. He grabbed some rebounds. He actually hit some free throws. I think he he put up double digit points. I feel like for the first time all season, he uh, he played a pretty good pretty good game. It's definitely not Capella's best, but it, it was a lot better than what he'd been giving us lately. So happy to see it because. I mean, he's, he's our anchor. We're going to need that pretty much night in, night out, as much as he can possibly give us. So, yeah. I'll, yeah, 8, 16, and 12. So, a pretty good game for Capella. I mean, definitely better than what like what we've gotten this season. Like, up in this point, like, you look back at, like, the injury stuff. Like, Capella's Achilles was hurting in the playoffs, apparently, and over the offseason. So, you're, like, kind of getting worried. You're like, yeah, we extended him. And then tonight, I mean, he has one of these games. And, like, the people in going against Harden and Slouch is, like, you praised Gafford a bit earlier. Gafford's going to be an issue in this league, man. Like, I was a fan of his coming uh, out of the draft, but, like, his length and his verticality on defense. Like, there was some straight I think he at one point, like, stood still and blocked John Collins with two hands. Like, think about that for a second. That's absurd. So, you know, good on Capella for being able to do that against, like, Gafford, who's by no means a slouch. He's an up-and-comer in the league. Montrez, who I feel like the Hawks know better than any team in the NBA now, that he's, like, definitely not somebody you can just uh, walk right over. And then, uh... Even, even like you mentioned this a lot earlier, like Washington has a big team. Like Bill's like what six five, Dinwiddie six six, Kuzma six nine. Then they have uh, Advagia and Kispert. They're both six nine, and you're just like, wow, this team's huge. But it was a good night for Clint. It's good to see Clint getting back in the stride. Like like you said, Logan, he is our anchor, and we're gonna need Clint playing in form. If you know, we we want the season to go beyond just hey, we had a good regular season. Like we're gonna need Clint in the playoffs, but we're also gonna need him in the regular season because he was good. Uh, John, I feel like this is a good time to talk about John. John okay. had a great game against the last time we played the Wizards, but tonight he was kind of quiet. You know, yeah, he did actually. He had a great game the other game against the Wizards. If, if we had won that game, it would have been pretty much because of John. Um, we didn't, but he still played great. He didn't have to do too much today. He Again, John's the type of guy where clearly he's okay with taking the back seat if other guys are, you know, the offense are running through them. John, he grabbed some rebounds. He didn't, I think... He did hit 10 points. I think all of our starters were in double digits. He didn't do anything crazy on offense. He didn't really need to. Um, I still think he needs to be taking more threes. He was 0 for 1 tonight. Look, we know he's a high 30s, low 40s percent shooter on his threes when he's just shooting them open in the corner at the top of the key. He he should be getting more looks there. He should be shooting three, four of those a night because he'll pretty consistently hit one or two. Um, but, yeah, like I don't think John has to have crazy stats every day because you know he's going to – just be a pretty solid player most nights. He's going to have the occasional, what the, like, <laughs> yeah, he's going to have the occasional game to John, so to speak. Um, but he's, he's a solid player. He's, he's generally going to be solid. Some nights he's going to pop off and score 30, and some nights he's, he's going to do less. But this is just a pretty standard John, just kind of letting the game come to him, and the game was going to other guys more. So he was, he was able to just sort of sit back and not, not really have to do too much on offense yeah he was quiet tonight but also he had some he had some good defensive reps it's, it's not it's not fair to me to always uh harp on john because he i mean like john's like one of our best offensive he's one of our most consistent offensive players so i mean he was good on defense tonight there's a reason why harrell and gaffer weren't able to get going offensively and a lot of that was not only in due part to clint but also in due part to john i mean john's been a john's honestly been a good defender this year aside from like all the like tic tacky fouls which is something that we need out of john and he hasn't—he actually hasn't been in and, foul trouble for a few games now. To remember, and let's be honest. Like I'm not gonna like the refs have been awful. <laughs> It—it's—it's it's weird. The, I again, we don't want to sound like homers, but the, if you were to like compile 
a list of all the teams and which teams have been like just absolutely hoed by the refs more. The Hawks would be near the top of that list, I swear. Like they have been on the wrong end of a lot of bad calls. So I'm not gonna necessarily blame John for all the foul trouble, but you know, it is what it is. I mean it's John. You know, you know what you're getting most of the time. He's he's a good player. Yeah, I mean John's uh John's been good. Uh guess we just need to talk about the next thing. A big news story that broke like what, thirty minutes before the game started, Logan? Kevin Herter was inactive tonight and it wasn't due to injury. The official reason was rest. Now, are we believing that, Logan, or is there more going on behind the scenes? Like, it's no secret that Kevin Herter's been bad this year. And, like, earlier when I talked about Trey and how, like, you said I shouldn't worry about Trey. I was like, oh, I'm not worried about his shooting. I'm worried about someone else's. Kevin Herter's that guy. Like, up in this point, I think he's 2 of 19 on the season from 3. I think that was before the Sixers game, and I know he didn't play well in the Sixers game. So, Kevin Herter was an inactive tonight, uh, a scratch. Coach's decision, apparently it was for rest, is what somebody on Twitter said. Look, man, do we think there's more going on there, Logan, or what? Are we are we diving into conspiracy theories? I'll leave that to you. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. Like a, I'm not gonna do much. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I was hoping you would actually have the conspiracy theory because I, I straight up do think it's rest. So. <laughs> Why would you think I'd be the one conspiring against Kevin Herter? I don't know. So, I mean, ever. I don't know. I just kind of feel like your mind's kind of more like you know. Actually, that's a good point. It probably should have been me. Anyways, Marcus Smart had comments, so this is a good time. Would you do Kevin Herter <laughs> for Marcus Smart? <laughs> Um, Marcus no. more like straight through through his entire team. And he did. Like he did. That, that guy is That's out pretty of funny. The, the Celtics are a clown show right now. It's crazy how hard it is for them to build a team considering they have two fantastic wings. Usually wings are like the last key piece you need. Um, but for them, they have like a superstar in Tatum and an all-star in Brown, and they can't figure it out. Uh, I don't remember the coach's name, and I don't want to butcher the pronunciation, so they're new Ime coach. There you Ime go. Iduko. Ime Aduko, the new coach, is he's he's having a tumultuous start to his career. Um, all all first time head coaches do, especially the start out. Smart is out there just throwing guys in the bus, complaining that you know all he can't. Straight do up that saying, much I'm not sitting in the corner. He's like, I can't do much when I'm sitting in the corner. It's like, dog, that's honestly your best role in offense is just stay out of the way and shoot open threes. But you know, yeah, uh, I would not want Marcus Smart just because he is a, a you know he seems a bit annoying. He. Uh, we don't need that in our locker room. Although, you know, he is a, he's a solid player. He he can hit threes and he plays defense. But I, I don't see any reason to, like, trade a higher upside Kevin Herter for Marcus Smart. So, no. And I'm assuming you're just joking with that anyway. But Yeah, no, I was – I, I, look, Herter, there's there's reason to be concerned. Not not reason to overreact. And be like, all right, we got fleeced. We got fleeced out of $64 million or however much we have Herter. But I would – like, if if I have to worry – if I was asked what are you worrying about with the Hawks most, I'd say, like, Kevin Herter's, like, inability to get any type of offense going this year. And, like, it'll eventually come around. Like, Herter's always been kind of a slow starter. But I, I'm not trading for Marcus Smart, especially not after tonight. We need to, I, I'm I'm happy to keep away from the – after the Lloyd Pierce stuff, man, I'm glad to keep away from the whole locker room drama for a little while. I, I'm off that boat, you know. Y'all want to do that, that's fine. But I'm trying to stay out of this uh, this players' meetings. You know, Trey and John hate each other. They all hate the coach. Like I, I'm trying to stay want, away from I, that, I man. don't want and Chris these, Kirshner writing an article and then complaining yeah, that I, people I, are criticizing him for the article. I, I try to hear that Marcus Smart and Trey got into a fight at practice. Like, I'm not about that, man. So we could just keep harder – Maybe harder to just like party too hard with his friend Ian Anderson. They grew up together, and Anderson had a great game for the Braves the other night. Maybe they party too hard, and Nate was like, "Yeah, you're you're not playing tonight, dog. You, you take you take look, the day off. You got the day off." Look, I'm not. I don't want it to come to this, but Kevin had a franchise changing game seven performance. Maybe his buddy Ian Anderson has to as well. We'll see, but. Um, well, he already had it. Like, hopefully he doesn't go to game seven. Hopefully the Braves are strapping up tomorrow with Max yeah. Freed. Finger, fingers crossed, man. All right. I, yeah, enough baseball. If but we go to get, uh, let me ask I, you this: It goes to Game Seven. Are you watching? If it goes to Game Seven, I'm taking. Like this is graphic, folks, but I'm going into the medicine cabinet. My, you oh, know, god. my father he had a surgery, not a huge surgery, but well, you know. Oh god! And look, I'm just I'm gonna take a pain med. I'm gonna get real cozy in bed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to sleep through it. I'm gonna pop some melatonin. Um, it's not like it's not like narcotics it's not like that type of pain med it's just like it's like a step above tylenol but it makes you a little drowsy don't worry guys i'm not you know i'm i'm knocking myself out i cannot handle i'm not even a huge braves fan i cannot handle a game seven a world series for an atlanta team if if the hawks wins a game seven in the finals i would probably have to sleep through it 
Like I'd probably have to force myself to sleep through it and just wake up and. I will say I I did the same thing last year at the Dodgers in Game Seven. I woke up, saw the score, said, "Yep, that's how it be sometimes." Yeah, the, yeah. So, just fingers crossed the Braves pull it off tomorrow because it. I I am not emotionally prepared for a Game Seven. Way of Max Freed going tomorrow. He needs to have the game of his life. Hopefully, hopefully he can shut the door and whatever. Anyway. Uh, it stressed me out just thinking about it. Like, you can hear it in my voice. I'm getting stressed out. Like, it, it was bad, man. It was bad. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, I'm not trading harder for smart. I'm not trading harder right now. I, I, well, unless, like, you know, something's like, yeah, here's here's Kevin Durant. Like, and by something, I mean the Nets. Who actually, speaking of this, we play them next. But uh, a few more performances I want to talk about tonight, Logan, before we move on to anything else. All right. We need to talk about it, Logan. Lou Williams was 2 of 8 from the field. And yeah, I'm really talking about this for the plus minus, negative 8. And then the long right, he was one on one from the field, negative twelve from. You know what? Th- these guys, how are you negative twelve in a game where like Trey and them were like plus twenty? What happened? Was, was our bench that bad? Like, oh my gosh! It's a good thing they- Nate's staggering the team this year because like Danilo Gallinari, I think he was like just zero, and I think uh, I think Cam was like plus two, and then you just have Delon and Lou. So anytime anybody says that the Hawks don't need Trey Young or that we'd be better about Trey Young, which hopefully nobody ever says unless they're just like trying to show you how stupid they are, just be like, yeah, we had we had our, our backup guards. They did that for their plus minus. Yeah, they were not very good today. Impressively bad but, almost. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to, you know, Lou is Lou. There's literally no reason to expect anything other than Lou Williams stuff. Did you Lou see Will. he said this is his last year? He did. He said it was most likely that, which, like, yeah, dog. Like, I don't think anyone's going to give you another contract. Yeah, dog. You're you're running out of gas quick, my boy. But, Love you, Lou. But yeah, you know, it's you know, hopefully it's a good, hopefully it's a good, you know. I hope you know the game we play at the Clippers. I hope they give him a little bit of a love. I'm, I, you know, maybe a nice video. I'm not saying they're going to give him a ceremony, but you know, he he deserves some love for what he did. Maybe they the retire his jersey, and we do too. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he's he's at that stature for sure. <laughs> but, oh, in our in other Hawks news, our city jerseys also got uh, talked out. Our, oh yeah, well, they got released today. Thoughts on the Logan? How are we feeling on the yellow? Haven't I seen that yet. I don't mind it. I I I feel like it was very polarizing. I like the court. I don't love. I'm not going to like buy the jersey for myself, but I think it's pretty cool. I obviously. That Hawks logo is very nostalgic for me. You know, in episode one of Hawks Talks, what do we what do we talk about, Jackson? Do you remember? No idea. And we're actually the, speaking of episode one of Hawks Talks, come up on the anniversary of it. I think it's in like two weeks now that we're in November. The the Scholastic Books Fair, Josh Childress. Oh, the Josh Childress. I also had one of those. Yeah, exactly. That was the logo. It's it's a it's a very it's a nostalgic logo. I think it's a I think it's a classic. I would I would really love you know maybe not maybe not the bright yellow but at the same time you know i think it's a cool jersey i think uh we're the only only team that has a main yellow jersey out of the city jerseys yeah i I don't think it's bad by any means the shorts are really nice like if if it wasn't for the fact that nba shorts are like 300 dollars for whatever reason i could like those would be really nice shorts to just like have for a pretty like chill like kind of fit but um yeah i like the jersey i like the court i don't think it's bad i i think it's pretty cool um I hope they I hope they use the that throwback logo for more stuff in the future because I really just it's such a just it's just a fun logo you know it's just it's just a hawk with a ball just you know it's the Pac Man's it's clean and it's iconic but something about that hawk logo man it, like it's just it's it's just different it just hits different so uh, you know well we I, also I, have one more jersey to come out this year our earned jersey for making the playoffs last year so that's kind of interesting is that a thing. Yeah, no, teams get earned jerseys. This this is our first year getting one. They did it last year, so I'm assuming they do it this year, but you get an extra jersey. It's called your earned jersey for making the playoffs. So. Why have I never heard of this? This is crazy. Well, because we, I don't feel like, well, not to be rude, Logan, you don't watch much NBA that isn't the Hawks, respectively, and, like, true. we haven't been in the playoffs. We haven't been in the playoffs since a Nike game. I, 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 if, if a game is close late, like I'm I'm perusing ESPN and I'm bored, I'll, I'll catch a stream. But other than that, man. Nope, I'm mostly watching the Hawks. All things Atlanta Hawks podcast, baby. Why would I watch a a Magic Raptors game? You know, I don't want to watch Scotty Barnes. I don't care. Oh, our Lord and Savior. Yeah, so. They didn't play tonight and they won against the Knicks. Hey, maybe they're better without Scotty. Hey, do the math. (laughs) But that'd be cool. Looking forward to seeing what that looks like. But um, I guess, okay, so just completely separate, separate the meaning of the jerseys. All right? 
Which do you prefer the look of? The the yellow jerseys or the MLK jerseys? Uh, wait, which ones? The yellow are are the ones that just got announced today. The yellows or the MLK uh-huh. jerseys? Oh, I I like the yellow jerseys more. I didn't. I'm gonna be honest. I the I did MLK not. Care jerseys the MLK jerseys did not look great. Obviously, yeah, it was cool. No, I'm gonna be obviously, honest. Obviously, the court was elite. Obviously, the this meaning behind the jersey was pretty sick. <laughs> I just described MLK Juniors. It's pretty sick. It was it was you know it was a great. It's a great thing, but the jerseys were just not that special. They were um, they were just like oh, okay, we have another black jersey. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, but, like the meeting behind it was obviously dope. The court was super cool as well. So yeah, but so I think these jerseys are they're they're creative. They're a little, like it's a nice throwback. Um, you may not love the color, I get it, but I kind of I kind of like yellows. Um, I really like the shorts. So I think I think it looks better than the MLK jersey, but obviously the MLK jersey will always have a special place in Hawks lore just because of. Sort of we did under- so good in them. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, MLK, he's, you know, probably the most prestigious person to ever come out of the state or at least the city. So, you know, he holds a special place in, in sort of the context of the entirety of the state. But, yeah, it was a uh, – I don't know. I like those jerseys. I, it'll be interesting to see what they look like on TV with the, uh, you know, in-game. So – in, in, in 720p on Valley Sports Network. <laughs> um, I <laughs> guess it's worth – 420p. I guess since we're comparing jerseys, I'll, we'll do that one last one. Do you like this year's city jersey more or the peach tree ones? The peach trees are classics. Yeah, I like that. We, I'm, I'm kind of sad that we got robbed by COVID of getting a like. We had like five more games left in those that we never got to see. And like, there was also some. I have a peach tree hoodie. I like it so much. So like, a part of me's like, I kind of wish like Nike would like, hey, here's five more games of y'all's 2020 city jerseys. But like, that's never gonna happen. But ours were super. I love like, the peach tree. Jerseys. Like obviously the peach tree is just very simple. Like it, oh, it's a black jersey, but just, I mean, how many teams put a peach orange on a jersey, man? It just was so clean. It had it had a meaning behind it. It it was just it was that was the season that Trey Young just backpacked the entire team and dropped thirty and ten. Those jerseys have like a, a special place in my heart because you know Trey would put on that jersey, go out there and drop forty and twelve, and the Hawks would still lose. It was <laughs> it was they're they're great jerseys, man. I miss them. That was the, the those jerseys are what single handedly ended the tank. All right, the, those jerseys. That was when we first saw Cam Reddish. That was when we first saw Hunter. That was you know it's a big it's a turning point in the franchise. You know so. I, I the the Peachtree jerseys. Who knows? Maybe the yellow jerseys will look really good in person, like in game. But the Peachtree jerseys might be just completely untouchable. We'll have to see. Or what about the twenty seven ne- neon Volt Green City jerseys? Ooh, nothing like seeing Schroeder put up twenty five or twenty shots. I like those jerseys. It just sucks that such an awful team had to wear them. But like John wore them, so that was cool. Um. Anyways, enough jersey talk. Let's let's take a look at the schedule. Going ahead and let's make some predictions. I always think I, f- I feel like that's something that we kind of do every once in a while. That's always kind of fun to talk about and kind of do together. So I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and bring up the schedule, and then we'll uh, we'll start talking about it. Okay. All right. First game was is on it's on uh, November. No wait, that's today's game. It's Wednesday okay. at the Nets. We- Wednesday at you. the Nets, seven thirty Eastern on ESPN. By the way, so back on I national us, TV. I, I got us winning. I got us winning. Now, I will say Cam always has, like, extremely good game against the Nets for some reason. Like, I feel like he's played the Nets, like, three times in the career now, and, like, every time he just kind of goes off. Yeah, and I just – the Nets just – I think KD's going to cruise a little bit. I think Harden's been struggling, and they don't have Kyrie because Kyrie is doing Kyrie things. Um, I think the Hawks squeak out a win. Bench needs to play better for sure, though, and we'll get it. Yeah, for sure. Then going up against the uh, best team in the West on this is a back to back. This one's the back to back that I actually talked about. Is, yeah, we're uh, losing. We're, be playing, we're losing. <laughs> yeah, at, 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 no, we're playing Utah and Atlanta to be fair. So I don't, I don't but, know if Trey's ever beaten the Jazz. I can't remember. I, I think no, that we might have be the beat the Jazz. We beaten. beat them in uh the his rookie year, the Kyle Korver game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. He actually, I think Trey dropped like he had a crazy stat line too. Yeah, I he mean, him and really Donovan Mitchell game. were going at it. Yeah, he had a really good game. I forgot about that. That's a, that's a good shout. Um, I think they lose Thursday though. <laughs> the Jazz have been whooping us for a couple of years now. Yeah, they they've had our number for a few years now. We're going to be coming off of a back to back, and then yeah. after that. So right now, we, I think we have us both at one on one. Then Saturday, we we take on we take on the Suns. And to be fair, the Suns have struggled this year. And the Suns actually made some news today when they declined the third-year option <laughs> on their number 10 draft pick in the 2020 draft class. Now, that's the same year as Onyeka Okongwu, so he was that, a rookie last year, people, they, and he will not be on the They've given up on a guy a year and 
10 games. He'll, he'll, he will be a UFA this summer, people. I cannot overstate this enough. He, like, he'll, he's not being on the team much longer. So, yeah, that's on Saturday playing at Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix has been kind of bad this start of the year, but they've also kind of similar. They've also turned the corner just like we have. So, what's your prediction for Phoenix? We're in Phoenix, Saturday, November 6th. That is a win as well. You got us winning? I feel like. I feel like it's too close to call for me, but I'm gonna go with a win. November six, it's a bit of a uh, bit of a bad day for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a reference to a song, by the way. If it, not not the election, just so it's clear. No, it's, oh yeah, no. King Von died on November six. No, yes. No, no. <laughs> I, <laughs> this has nothing to do with uh, the 2020 presidential election. Um. Anyways, then on Tuesday we're heading to Utah. This is after. Oh no, on Monday we're heading to Golden State. Our road trip continues. We have another back to back. Oh my god. No, no. We play Phoenix on Saturday and then Monday we play Golden. Yeah, State. but look after Monday, Jackson. It's Tuesday against the Jazz yeah, again. I, yeah, I know. We we get the Jazz on two back to backs. The Jazz should honestly just get free wins and we just get a day. Well, that's messed up. That's messed up. I hope the Jazz are in back to backs. But yeah, I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna say those both are losses. The Warriors, I don't know, they look good this year. Um, I mean, it's Steph. You know, we we beat them both both times last year. I don't know. I'm feeling two losses there on those back to backs. That that is a brutal back to back. Plus, you have to travel. I'm mean, obviously it's a very short travel, but still, man, that's brutal. All right, I just looked. The Jazz are on back to backs for neither of those. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Great scheduling. Damn it, man. <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> yeah. The NBA is really doing uh doing your boys no favors out here. Yeah, and they also get a rest day before we play them on Saturday, so <laughs> brutal. No, we, then, we don't play them on Saturday. We play the Suns on Saturday. Yeah, and then we get a few days off and we got Friday at the Nuggets. Which yeah, and was, that's that's the end of our uh, home streak, but that's not the end of the cursed uh game. Yeah, there's no then more we have to walk on I, Sunday. I think the Nuggets game is a win. I think the Bucks game I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks maybe rest a play or something. I could see us win, but I think if they play their guys, it's it's a loss. The Bucks in the regular season have handled us. Um, obviously, in the playoffs, we gave them a really good fight. We won two games, but in in the regular season, I don't know. Giannis is just a completely different guy. So he's gunning uh, for MVP. They have something to prove. Yeah. So in total, in that stretch, I'm saying the Hawks go. I'm saying they go three and how many? What is it? I'm saying they go three and four, which is fine. Like you, you would take that on that on that long trip. Obviously, you'd prefer better, but I'm saying they go three and four over that stretch. I am going uh, four and one. It's seven games, Jackson. How, oh, how okay. wait. All right, let me go. Let me go through this. Hold <laughs> on. I, I, my mind was on my mind was on the Brave series. I've been too much talking about winning Game Five. Sorry, I was winning against Brooklyn. Losing against Utah, winning against Phoenix, winning against Golden State, losing to Utah, winning against Denver, and then uh, losing against Milwaukee. So, was that five? And okay, okay, you know, a little more optimistic than me, but not crazy. So, okay, I see it. Yeah, four and three. Yeah, and I mean, lo- I just, I kind of, kind of like that. I kind of felt like we're going to catch some. I mean, I feel like tonight we really did turn a corner, and we're only going to continue that. I mean, you can't know if we turned a corner until we play the next game, but. No, I, yeah. Yeah, we turned a corner. I'm saying it. And then, yeah, like, we're yeah. going to have Herder back, and hopefully Herder learns how to shoot again. No, you know? I, don't, I don't want Herder back right now. That guy sucks. <laughs> no, no. We need Herder back. Even if it take, even if it costs us, like, a loss, maybe, we need him back to get him shooting again. We need Herder, man. That's, that's my guy. I'm, we, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, yeah, we, I think. We need him back. We need him hitting threes off the bench, like, from, like, 35 feet at least. Okay, that's just, no. But, yeah, I think, uh. I think I think the Hawks will be able to handle the schedule. I think it's going to be tough, but they'll. I think they'll be all right. You have four and three here. I feel like you can pencil in the Hawks, barring disasters, like a top as a non-playing team and also a non-lottery team, of course. You you were just speaking crazy right now. This this is our hard part of our schedule. Like after this is our SEC run. All right. I mean, it's it's there's still like sixty five games after, after this. So yeah, I mean after that it's just our Big Ten runs. Like we're oh yeah we're playing the Big Twelve, the Big Ten college football oh, references we, only on Hawks talk. We got a bunch of FCS teams. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, after that we really do. By the way, I just want to talk. This is a real like uh, American Athletic Conference uh, schedule: Orlando, Boston, Charlotte, Oklahoma City, all at home. Like those are all at home. San Antonio. Uh, away in Memphis away and like Memphis has been kind of good and then we play then we have our, our our rematch against the Knicks man is that Christmas in Atlanta no that that one's on the 27th we don't we play them at Christmas again that one's in New York oh uh, yeah 
Yeah. That schedule afterwards is a lot more generous. I think that'll be a, a See, good See, as I said, American Athletic Conference. Yeah, exactly. This, this is the SEC part of our schedule. These are our out-of-conference games. Yeah. <laughs> All right, enough college football reference for, like, the next 100 podcast episodes, I feel like. Yeah, it, it is good. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that I, – do you have anything else to say about the Hawks before we start wrapping things up, Logan? It's getting pretty late. I'm good to wrap it up, man. I got, I got work tomorrow, man. You do. All right. Well, uh, I guess I should say thank you to everyone who's been listening to all the episodes of Hawks. Hawks have released this year. Season two has been seeing extremely good numbers. Me and Logan cannot thank you enough. As always, be sure to check the description of this episode on whatever podcast platform you're using to listen to us to check out our Twitter links, Patreon link, anything else you need will be in the description. Hawks Talks email will also be in there if you need to contact us for anything business related, or you can just DM one of us on Twitter. We'll be sure to get back to you. Uh, well, that'll do it for episode 75 of the Hawks Talks podcast. As always, thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who supports us. We'll be back for episode 76 at some point preferably before uh, another four games pass. Anyways, good win by the Hawks tonight. Go Hawks as we hard into this uh, hard schedule. Thank you for listening as always. Love you. Goodbye. It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.